Amen. Thank God for it. Amen. I'm happy to be in God's house. I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1 seems to be like a high-pitched kind of sound when my S's and my T's. Glory. I just want you to be comfortable in your hearing this afternoon. Hallelujah. So, um, Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? I don't believe you. <laughs> Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Okay, here we go. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I want to preach a message um, um, this morning, death to distractions. Death to distractions. I, I love that about urban church. You know, we shout off for titles. Isn't that just amazing? You don't know what I'm about to talk about, but just, yes! I love it. Um, not yet, guys. Thank you. Uh, death to distractions. I'll call for it. Um, it's vitally important that you realize that the game of your destiny and your purpose is your focus. Not just your focus, but here's something that I want to drop on you that I want you to reach for in 2019, even as you close 2018. Here's a word that I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, the word is mastery. When you think of yourself and you think of how you're going to close this year and how you're going to begin the next, I want you to remember the concept of mastery. Not to just do a thing, watch this, but to be the best who ever did it. Only two people. Not, not just have a job, but be the greatest employee that you ever had at your organization. Not, y'all, not, not to just be a father, but to be a best father that were ever in my bloodline. You understand? Like, like whatever I want to do, I want to now move from just doing it and transition into mastery. Hey, Memphis, move into mastery in the house of God. It's important that you break the soul tie with mediocrity. Some of you ain't got no soul tie because you slept with John, because you slept with Jane. You got a soul tie with being normal. You have a soul tie with being okay with just being another individual. So the reason why you're at ease in Zion is because no one's ever really pushed you to be abnormal and to be different. No one's ever driven you, and even if they had, you haven't listened. So you've been okay with just coasting through, living life day to day. But I want you to understand that this is the hour of mastery. Now listen, if those that don't have the Holy Ghost and that don't know Jesus can master something, I wish I had somebody. What can we do who have the supernatural power of God living on the inside? The whole kingdom of God lives within me. What can I master with the spirit of truth that knows all things and reveals it? I have an edge. I call it the prophetic edge. 
I have access to supernatural information and insight and wisdom. I, I have access to things that people who don't know God don't necessarily have access to. I have a special line to the heavens, and I'm able to accomplish stuff on here on earth because when I operate and when I do what I'm called to do, I'm not just living, but everything that I do is about bringing heaven to earth. God's way of doing things to the earth. If I'm a kingdom ambassador, which salvation was never about just getting saved so that you can miss hell. That's what it wasn't supposed to be about. Some of you, you got saved because you just didn't want to go to hell. Say man in here. Don't fake with me. But you didn't realize that when you gave your life to Christ, you signed up to be an ambassador. A representative of an unseen kingdom. And your job is to bring that unseen kingdom to a place for it to be manifested here on earth where people can actually see it. Are you understanding this? The kingdom of God should not always be unseen because you exist. Because you exist now, you are the conduit through which the kingdom of God now matter. You preaching already, sermon. Thank you, sir. That you manifest the kingdom of God now through you. But if we are okay with being regular, will miss out. You won't even do the work to be his ambassador. You're going to show up on the scene normal. People looking for something amazing, and you're like, at least it's better than the one next to me, but the one next to you ain't been about nothing their whole life. Are you measuring yourself against nobody? I said it. Are you measuring yourself against nothing? <laughs> I just love this. Now, this is Sherman Dumas Sr. My daddy is calling me right now. Sir, I'm at church. God bless you. Somebody call me. <laughs> it is important that you realize, <laughs> realize that God wants you to have mastery. Somebody say mastery. 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 I, I, I've been reading. I do that every once in a while. And I'm reading a book right now. And what I'm going to be doing from now on, every Monday all the way through 2019, I'm going to put um, on Instagram the book of the week that I'm reading. And I'm just going to let you know what I'm reading. I'm going to encourage you to join me in that. My goal is to read a book a week. I did it for a while uh, a couple of years ago, and I did it for a whole year reading a book a week. What does that do? It expands your mind. Some of you heard me tell this story, but I'll, I'll give it to you again if you, if you didn't hear it. If you heard it, listen again. Um, but but we, were, we were driving down the street, and, um, and we saw a car accident, my wife and I, to my right. We were like, oh, my. That's interesting. So as soon as we saw the car accident, we started driving, and a car, this happened about a, a few weeks ago, a car gets into a car accident in front of us. Bam! The car starts to spin, and the car comes inches. I, I, when I mean inches, I mean my car and that car. Okay? Speeding. Twirling. My car and that car. So I kind of froze because I was trying to figure out which direction to turn to get out of the way. So my processing wasn't as fast as it needed to be. Because I got the right wife, not the wrong one, she says this statement to me, you need to grow your brain. So I immediately got pissed off. I said pissed, if that bothers you, good for you. And I was like, who are you talking to? And that's, what I'm talking, that's what I'm talking about. You say rude stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. 
I thought about it for a second in the car, I had to apologize to her because she was right. And what she was saying to me should have not, should not have been offensive. Because every individual needs to grow their brain. Y'all don't want this. Why, why it bothered me is because I knew inside of me that I had actually slowed up on the level of growth that I had in past seasons. So when she said it, the reason why I shook something because it found something in me. Y'all don't want this today. And so I realized I knew when she said it, she right. I need to grow my brain. Reading expands your thinking. Oh, okay. I see I'm in a room of people that don't like to read. I see you in here. Reading expands your thinking, right? And as I, I was reading, and, I, and I, I'm reading this book right now. I was actually reading it to, to 2 o'clock this morning. This book was messing with me. And, and, and the book is called Deep Work, and my spiritual father actually recommended the book. And so I started getting into the book Deep Work, and it's by a guy named Cal Newport. And, and this is what he begins to talk about. He says, he says, you know, a question that we need to deliberate on is what real practice requires. He said the core components are usually identified as following. Listen, your attention is focused tightly on a specific skill you're trying to improve or an idea you're trying to master. So your attention is focused tightly. Somebody say tightly. Number two, you receive feedback so that you can correct your approach to keep your attention exactly where it's most productive. So it's not just the fact of having my focus tightly there, but I also need feedback. Somebody say feedback. feedback. Yeah. I actually need feedback as well to figure out how to be most productive in putting my energy where it needs to go. Why are you telling us this, Sherman? Because it's important for you to understand that a lot of us today, we hate feedback. If I can just get 20 world changes that go with me today, I'm good. Everybody else that want to stay normal, you just went to church today. Bless you. But, but for the, for the, for if I could just get 20 to rock with me, we can walk out of here this week and change our whole life. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of people I'm talking about today. It, it, it's, it's important that you realize feedback is essential. Oh, I'm going to try to do this on time. Feedback is essential. If you don't have feedback, man, how do you know what you need to adjust? Can I say this to you? That's why you don't pray, because you don't like feedback. You don't learn. You, this is what y'all think. This is what we think sometimes, that we can hate feedback naturally and love it spiritually. It's not true. Either you like feedback or you don't. So what happens, why many of us stir away from prayer is because Jesus is going to give you feedback. You don't like the fact that your manager rates you. I'm going to come on in your business. You can look at me like that if you want to. You don't like that your manager or your supervisor rates you, which you should actually love that you get rated. Because how do you decide that you're doing your job right when these are the people that actually run the company? How do you tell them you're doing a good job? They set up the core values. They set up the system. They set up the way it should look. So how do you tell them you're doing a good job? They tell you whether you're doing a good job. Why? Because I pay your tail. Are you getting this? Feedback is essential. How do I know that people don't like it? Because I've seen it in leadership. They, 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 people, prefer, people prefer for you not to say anything unless you're going to praise them. And because we, a lot of us, were raised in bad family cultures, 
then when you heard correction, you think failure. Different. You might have failed, that doesn't make you a failure. Ah, you got to separate yourself from the two. There are people that work around me. I, you know, just how I know. I can correct them. Their whole demeanor changed the rest of the meeting. I'm like, you pissed. But if you're going to be around me, I'm going to correct your butter. You can't be around me. If I can't correct you, you can't ride with me. And you got to be able to receive correction and have quick bounce back. That's not even in my notes, but I'm trying to teach you how to do better at your job, at work, and stop having an attitude. Your supervisor corrects you, you bounce back. You don't sit pissed off all day, walking around the office, stumping, slamming doors, not answering calls, not returning emails. You looking at me, email you. Return my dog on email. Feedback. So you got to tightly focus your attention. Are you getting this today? And you got to be open to feedback. The first component is of particular importance to our discussion. This is what he says. As it emphasizes that deliberate practice cannot exist alongside distraction. And that instead requires un Un uninterrupted concentration. Listen to this thing he said. I was, I was just laying there messed up all night. He says, to learn hard things quickly, you must focus intensely without distraction. Now, to you, some of you are like, duh. No, not duh, because we are a distracted culture. He began to measure companies who make it where all day long you can get information like instant messages coming to your, your computer and they be people to come up and they tell you we want this we want this we want this and he talked about how how you can become so so disrupted in your focus that you actually do no task well and it's normal to us because it's just become a way of life in western culture we just live distracted and because we live distracted i'm gonna say something that some of you're not gonna like we live broke Because we live distracted, we are underdeveloped, we do not produce. Because as I told you before, busyness does not equal productivity. You just want something, God's going to bless your message, or do you want to learn how to change the world? Okay, so, so it's important that you get your focus. So when I begin to think about this, it took me, it took me to my own life. And... Uh, and it took me home. It took me to Saturdays. Um, and at my house, Saturday is cleanup day. Okay? So the rule at my house is it can stay on the floor. It can be there. Not trash, but, you know, some clothes can be there. You're not going to make a big deal out of it. As long as Saturday everybody gets together and we're cleaning the entire house. My kids, depending upon their emotions, Either love, mostly hate it, right? Because we say, it's clean up time. Ah, man, especially John Paul. I ain't going to watch no TV. This <laughs> is his favorite thing to say. So we start cleaning up. This is what my wife said to me. Jasmine, I used to actually get on my nerves. And I had to repent to her yesterday. 
because she said, Sherman, in order for us to clean up at the highest rate, and my wife is always thinking about how to do things excellently. I'm like, it's just cleanup day, man. Can I just have to, for, come on, for a minute, can you chill? She's like, in order for us to do this excellently, it has to be uninterrupted cleanup. She said, as long as you sit around and your phone is next to you. Because the way I like to do it is that when I clean up, I like to have my music playing. So, so I, I, I'll, I'll, get my, I'll get my music together, and we'll, I'll start listening to, to music. And then because my music is playing, then all of a sudden, then I start hearing people texting me. And so while my music is playing, then I end up being at a place where I make a decision. I'm going to check my text, too. So yeah, I'm sitting down, trying to fold my clothes. I'm to try to use this mic. That's why I had the head mic. I was trying to make sure you could hear me. But I'm loud. And so here I am every day, every Saturday, folding. But as soon as my phone goes off, I'm looking. Here I am, trying my best. And she said, Charmin, what are you doing in there? I'm cleaning up. I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to be really honest. And then there's been times I heard her come out like that. <laughs> the truth is that I could never really accomplish cleaning the way I was supposed to because I'm distracted. Why are you telling us this, Apostle? Because that's your life. You're supposed to be seated, completing a task. And you think you're doing great because you're doing some of it. And because your parents never did anything, and because you're doing a little bit, you think you better. At least I'm not who I used to be. Sometimes I'm cleaning up, and the TV is on. Now, guys. So, so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to clean, but, but then I'm watching all kind of videos. Now, I gave y'all y'all cue. And, 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 and I get to a place where I'm trying to clean, but my song is on. That was really my song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I was, I'm trying, trying to clean, but my focus is off. Trying to fulfill assignment, but, but, but I'm on my phone, I'm watching television, I'm doing all of this. God has been speaking stuff to you, and you have half-tailed it because you have not given it all your focus, and you have become great at no thing, no thing at all, because you lack the focus. How are you going to fold the clothes and answer your phone? Can I tell you a statement that my wife says? I'm just telling all my business today. It gets on my nerves. 
and, I, and I've gotten better. I'm starting to love it now. She has this statement. We can be out anywhere doing whatever. She says, be present. Why? Because me and this thing has a serious soul tie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fake it. We have a pro- I have a problem. I have a, I have a real problem. So I'm just going to be transparent. I have a problem. So if, 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 if I was to leave this at home, I would halfway have an anxiety attack. And you can look at me like that if you want to. You in the same boat, my, my, my man. You in, the, you in the same boat. You in the same boat. Like, like, we can be out, and it's not that I'm even talking to somebody, but because I'm a public figure, hello, By January 15th, the swipe up ministry is coming to me. Y'all can talk about me because I want to swipe up. You're just mad because you ain't that close. So, so I like to document everything. Y'all rocking with me? Am I teaching you good? Y'all, you ain't even got to the scripture. I'm going to get there. Stay with me. Uh, I like to document everything. So I'm always on my stories, always showing this and that. But what it does is it interrupts my time. When it got real, real to me is when we were outside somewhere hanging out and my, uh, my middle son said to me, you are always on that thing. And he's, my son, my, don't ask my, my middle son anything unless you want to know the truth, okay, at all. He'd be like, do you like my blouse? He'd be like, that is ugly. I've never seen. That's the stupidest thing you ever put on. Like, I don't know why you did that today. He really will. Do not ask him anything you don't want to know. So, so, so he's, like, he's like, you're always on that thing. And then it, it hit me. It hit me. My kids are realizing how distracted I am. Why am I telling my own story? Because you're living it too. It might not be my distraction, but you got your own. And here is destiny calling you. Here's your next level calling you. And you can't keep your focus. Some of you, it's not that you need greater education. You just need focus. You need to focus what you've already learned and point it in the right direction. Some of you think you need a mentor. You don't need a mentor. You need focus. Because the mentor can only coach you through something. They can never make you do it. If you have a character issue with focus, focus and being not, is a character problem. I can say that because I have the problem. So I can talk about myself and talk about you at the same time. It's a, it's a character issue. Character is not what you do when everybody's watching. Character is what you do when you think nobody's paying attention. That's when your real character is shown. You can prove anything. I could preach, and, and I am. I'm just preaching good today, but my real character is going to be seen with how I treat my family behind closed doors. Not what I show off to you all. Distracted. Let's, let's, go, let's go to our text. Let's go to our text. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. This is actually a verse of focus. It's, it's a verse that is connected to the removal 
or the debt to distraction. As I'm preaching today, if you would, as I'm preaching, it will help you later. If you begin to think of a, something that is distracting you, write it down. My, my, behind Sean, what's going on? Um, it's, it's important that you write it down. Somebody say, write it down. If a distraction comes to mind, write it down. While I'm preaching, if a distraction comes to mind, write it down. Why? We're about to kill these suckers today. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's different when you got somebody sitting on the left and the right of you that's supporting you and like, come on. We ain't gonna do, we're not going to just sit here and hear another message. We're going to do this together. We're about to kill. And some of those distractions have names. Write it down. If you're not, oh, oh, oh. can I say this to you? If you're not fulfilling purpose, if you're not fulfilling purpose, you don't have time to date. I'm coming. You don't have time to for it. Why? You're stealing God's time and giving it to a human. Complete your assignment and stop being distracted by abs. And some of you ain't even abs. It's a beer keg. Stop being distracted. Are you rocking with me in here? You got to evaluate that. And people come to me all the time, like I tell you, like I'm Houdini or I'm they psychic. Apostle, is it a good time for me to date? The fact that you're asking me that question lets me know that you know it's not. <laughs> because something on the inside of you is telling you, sit your butt down somewhere. Here you are. You still can't even communicate to your brothers and sisters you think you need a boyfriend. I hope I'm getting you. I want to just slice you up. Like, like, I mean, just gut you with the word today. I mean, this. are you getting this? Because you need your focus. What happened here? In the year. Somebody say, it's that year. I just want to preach this year. It's the year. I just said, that's all for the rest. I just want you to know that this is the time. Not later. Not, not, not next year. We're not even talking about 2019. Uh, 2000, yeah, 19. We're talking about 2018. This is the year. Not, I'm going to wait till 2019 to fix it. This is the year for your distraction to die. Do you understand me? You can't you can afford to take it into 2019. This has to be fake. Hit somebody look like they're ready to sock me in my face and tell them it's the year. You better call him and break up today, foolishness. Just tell him I was stupid. I haven't even started my company yet, and I thought I could date you. I've been stealing from God. My apologies for wasting your time, sir, ma'am. Thank you, though. It was good dinners. Got some free meals at least. Now let's just move on. It's, that's prophetic for 10 people in here today, and I hope you know. And if you're wondering if I'm talking to you, I am talking to you. King Uzziah 
was a distraction to Isaiah. Why? When he started off, he started off great. He accomplished a whole lot of great things. But at the end of his reign, he was losing it. He was taking positions he shouldn't have taken, going into the temple doing things he shouldn't have done. And his body at the end of his days was stricken with leprosy because he came into the house of God doing things he had no position to do. That's a whole other message a whole other day. But he became a distraction to Isaiah because sometimes at the place where we're assigned, we get in our feelings in our assignment versus staying focused on what he told us to do. See, I can't be so in my feelings that I can't cut you because I like you. I can't like you so much that I can't cut you. I can't love you so much that I can't correct you. I can't. I can't that's why some of you don't have friends. You call them friends, but they're not friends because your friends have the ability to correct you and to tell you your butt stinks. year, distraction died. The year, the distraction that was set up that was blocking me. When it was removed, I could see. When there was a death to distraction, now my vision opened up. Why can't you see? It's not because you need to fast more. It's not because you need to go and pray more. It's because you simply need to kill a distraction. <laughs> some of you need to find you a knife and some scissors and just cut it. Just, just, just cut, cut them off. Uh, cut it off. Cut him off. Assignments that you took on that God never told you to have. somebody that was working with me on my brand. I, was, I didn't like it, but I was proud of them. They were working with me on my brand. I was preaching like a day like this, and I was talking about cut it off. You know, don't be doing stuff. You shouldn't be. Focus your energy. Two days later, I get a call, and they're like, hey, apostle, you know, your message really blessed me. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to quit your brand. I wasn't preaching about me. <laughs> but I was proud of them because they had the guts to realize where their energy was supposed to be and was not concerned about that's my leader, so I'm going to fake and shake like I feel like I'm supposed to do this. They were man enough, woman enough to come to me and say, guess what? Love you. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye. You, you cannot be in a place where you can't accomplish, Lord Jesus, can't accomplish what God called you to accomplish because you're, you're, you're missing out on the moment because you're so distracted. In the year distraction died, I could see. Can I prophesy to about 100 people? God is about to give you your vision back as soon as you kill that distraction. You got work to do before you walk out of this room, some of you. You got work to do before you get, before Monday even gets you. Look at your neighbor and say, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. When distraction is eliminated, you're going to see the Lord. When distraction is eliminated, you're going to see the main thing. 
When distractions are eliminated, you're going to be able to see what God wants you to see. Why can't you see right now? Because you're distracted. After Isaiah saw the Lord, he saw his true condition. Give me verse 5. Verse 5 says, the Lord of hosts, next part. So I said, woe is me. Woe. Okay. This is why a lot of us don't pray. Because prayer is a mirror. <laughs> when you get into prayer, you be like, oh. You ugly. Your ways are ugly. The, 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 the way that you behave, the way you responded to that person, you start seeing yourself say amen like you know it's the truth. You get in the prayer, things become to begin to re reveal to you. He said, woe is me. He got his vision back. When the distraction was removed, he was able to see himself. Some of you, because you're so distracted, and let me tell you who you've been distracted by, praisers. You've been distracted by people who tell you how amazing you are. So then when you get in environments where people adjust you, you can't handle that because you're only used to praise. But you won't accomplish anything in life, only praise. Y'all are like, shut up, please. Let me go home. Get me out of here. If you only have people to tell you, you look great. You need people around you that tell you, your edges is messed up. And that will go and buy you the appropriate edge control. You understand what I'm saying? Those kind of people. Are y'all in here? When, when distraction is removed, you're going to see your true condition. Then the real work begins. If this is good to you, just hunt your neighbor and say, man, this is so good, this is so good. He said, I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. I became aware of who I was when I finally saw him. For everybody that's saying, I don't know myself, it's because you don't know him. And you don't know yourself by natural ways. You know yourself by hanging out with the manufacturer and you find out what he made you to do. I'm just taking my time working with you. Isaiah realized how far he had drifted away from God when he finally saw God again. Here's the third thing I want to tell you. After he saw God and himself, he got a vision of the world that he was sent to. So when distraction was removed, he saw the Lord. He saw himself. But then he saw his assignment. He saw the Lord. Somebody said the Lord, step one. He saw himself. Somebody said himself, step two. Then he saw his assignment. Until the distraction is removed, you won't really understand your assignment. Because you'll be waiting for other people to tell you what your assignment is. You'll wait for uh, a buddy or a pal to tell you this is how, this is the kind of music you should do. 
this is the kind of this is the kind of business you should start. What do y'all think? No, no, forget what they think. <laughs> Remove distraction. See the Lord. See yourself. Find your assignment. He says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. When distraction was removed, then I understood that it was time for me to fulfill destiny. As long as I was distracted, as long as it was in front of me, I could not fulfill my purpose. It's important that you realize I'm purposely not ending this hollering and screaming because I need you to sober and to listen to me today. Your next level is going to demand death to your distraction. You ought to spend the rest of the day figuring out where your distractions have been. Kill them dead. Listen to me. It's not always the relationship. Okay? So, you can, obviously, in family relationships, you can't kill your family relationships. Okay? But you have to go on the journey of finding out why you respond the way you respond. Just because you're my family member doesn't mean I have to give you 100% access to my life. I mean what I said, and I said what I meant. Because if you don't comprehend, and if you have a carnal mind, the carnal mind is at enmity with God. That means that your unregenerated thinking can't even understand my kingdom assignment. So I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince you of what God called me to do because you can't even comprehend it. We can talk about chicken and greens, but we don't got time to talk about what I'm doing as it relates to what God told me to do. Because you're not going to even understand that. We can talk about how to wash a car. We're talking about the appropriate way to clean the bed. But we're not going to talk about purpose stuff together because your mind is not even set in the way to comprehend it. Stop talking to people who don't know God about what God is telling you to do and then getting mad when they don't understand it. Death to distraction. If you're going to actually accomplish something, you got to do it focused. It's time to clean the room. Put your phone down. Turn the TV off. It's time to clean the room. I can't respond to your email right now. Your text going to have to wait. Some of you, you've been like me. I feel like I have to be on to be able to be for the people I'm assigned to, but there has to be a moment where you turn it off. What I learned in life is some of the people that you remain on for, when you need them to be on, they focus on the other stuff. So you got to make sure that what matters, look at somebody say, your family, your purpose, your destiny. Come on, tell them. Your family, your purpose, your destiny. Tell them. Your family, your purpose, your destiny. What really matters, you got to give that your focus. I told the Lord yesterday, Lord, I will no longer tell anybody around me that's in my family. My kids are coming. If I'm on my phone doing something, I'm just being really honest. There's been moments where I said, hold on a second. And I told the Lord yesterday, no more hold on a seconds. 
It's not even, it's not even a long period of time. Maybe, maybe it's 60 seconds, but no more 60-second periods of holding. Because whoever's on this don't matter compared to you. That costs a lot of money, Lord. Please don't break it. This, it's, 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 it's important that whatever it is, it can wait. I feel that it can wait anointing. I know y'all like, what kind of anointing? I'm telling you, I feel that. It can wait. What God has for me to do, I've got to build the way he wants me to build. And I've got to kill the distractions. Okay, I got to go. But listen to this. You can't be so in love with money that you make money decisions instead of kingdom decisions. Hold it. Listen. I like money a lot, my friend, a lot. Money and I, are we are friends. You understand me? I believe without a shadow of a doubt, in order to change the world, you need money. So I'm not the preacher that's telling you you should be broken poor. That is the devil. I believe that you should have everything you need to fulfill the purpose of God in your life. You understand me? I believe God has ordained me to be wealthy. I believe it. I believe God's called me to live in the best, to have the best. And I believe that the Lord is not going to have NBA stars like Dwayne Wade walking around here having everything he wants and have me walking around looking broke. I can't hear nobody. I'm going to live the best life. If I'm going to work for the kingdom, y'all quiet here. I'm going to live the best. Look at your neighbor saying, you ought to too. That's such ghetto language, but it sounded appropriate. Kill it. Are you focused on money so you're not focused on his voice? Yeah, that job offered you more money. But if you would have fulfilled the assignment he told you to take, down the line would have been more money. You are ending things because of immediacy. You want it now. And the distraction of I want it now is making you miss kingdom moments. <laughs> when it get quiet like this, this means I'm on like everybody's toe in the whole room. What is it? Take your notepad out, take your phone out, write some distractions down. Let's do some homework. We're going to do this before we get out of here because we're going to kill these suckers dead. We got to go. time out for just coming to church and hearing somebody preach good. I got to come out of here with assignments. I got to come out of here with homework, stuff that I can do, stuff that I can apply. What's distracting you? Death to distractions. Death to distractions. Father, even as we're writing today, I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that empowers us and gives us the grace to change. I thank you, Lord, that you didn't bring us in here just to be able to have good church, but you brought us in this room, God, because you wanted to grab a hold of our minds and to tune it in to the frequency that you want us to hear on. 
You want us to be able to have the vision that you designed for us to have. And Father, I just thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus that breaks the power of hell off of our lives. I thank you, Lord, that you're breaking cycles today. Things that we seem to fall right back into. Things that we seem to find ourselves back into that we were once in before because we're just simply distracted. I thank you, Lord God, that you're bringing us to the point now uh, that you're bringing us uh, to fulfillment of the things that you have called for us to do. Father, thank you for your grace that's flowing now and your empowerment that's flowing now. If you have the ability to come and lift your hands for a moment, Father, we just, we just worship you. Come take a second here and just lift your voice and just worship him. We worship you right now. And we thank you for your presence that's in this place to transition us, to shift us, to grow us to make us, to form in us what you desire to be formed in us. Come on, lift your voice for a moment. And in that moment of worship, the Lord is doing something in you. Come on, let him do that. Yeah, right there. Let him do that right in that moment of worship. Yeah, Holy Spirit is empowering you, your mind, letting you know that you can do this, you can accomplish this, you can get this done. Just receive that. Yeah. Oh, precious Holy Spirit, we thank you. Come on, just receive that. That's the presence of the Lord coming. Yeah, that's the presence of the Lord coming. Receive that. Receive that. Receive that. Yeah, receive that. Receive that. Receive that. Receive that. Receive that. Right on the wings of your worship. That's the ma ha ha ha. Yes, Lord. Receive that. Receive that. Presence. Presence. The presence. The presence of God coming to affirm, confirm. Direct, correct, align. That's the presence of God. We receive that right now. Whoa, glory. We receive that now. Thank you for what you're doing right now in these moments. Wow. You're sealing this word with your presence, Father. With death to distraction. We remove the distraction so we can see you. After we see you, we'll see ourselves. After we see ourselves, we'll see our assignment. We thank you, Lord God, that you're causing for us to be able to bring our focus to the table so that we can move into mastery. We shall master what you've designed for us to do. We shall master what you called us to do. No more living beneath our privilege. No more living beneath what you've destined us to do. I thank you, Lord, that you're commissioning us as masters. We'll be masters in entertainment and arts. We'll be masters in education. We'll be masters in the political realm. We'll be masters in business. We'll be masters in education. We'll be masters in counseling. We'll be masters in family. We'll be ma we're about to master this thing. No more, no more being beneath when you call us to be above. No more being the tail when you call for us to be the head. No more being the lender, but the borrower when you call us to be the lender. We thank you, Father, that you're elevating our thinking. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you're opening our hearts and our mind. We thank you, Lord, that you're causing for us to shift. We receive this today. We receive this today. We are shifting into mastery. We are shifting into mastery. We are shifting into mastery. We're going to change the world around us, God. We're going to change the world around us the way that you want us to change it, the way you want us to do it. We want your plan. We want your hallelujah. We want your idea. Hallelujah. We want your purpose. Hallelujah. And we worship you now. We worship you now. We set our eyes upon you. We set our affection upon you. Receive our worship. Hallelujah. Receive our worship. Receive our worship. Come on, lift your voice.
Father, we thank you. We seal this. We seal this today. I pray the enemy won't steal this word from not one person in this room. Let it bear great fruit. And let it be fruit that remains.